back to another episode of the Rogan's Pitch. It is your boys, Michael and Chad here. And Chad, I get to say, Liverpool has won the Caribou Cup. Made my weekend pretty happy because I got to see two victories in a matter of four days. Screw you, English Federation, for putting us in all these games. That's my rant to get us started. How you doing, Chad? All right. Wow. Coming in hot. Yeah. It's been a spicy weekend. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean chilling here things are still cruising still scoring goals so yes it needs to stop slow down a little bit please please no no we're gonna keep rolling i like this momentum right now it's pretty incredible what we're seeing with the top three right now but before before we dive in i'm so thirsty this thing has been Mm. releasing condensation and it's it's hot here now chad we've hit the humid season in late yeah. February, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. I'm not ready for it. So I'm drinking all day because uh, I need to hydrate at the same time. It's fair. It's fair. Um, I'm actually throwing you for a little bit of loop. It's just a Dr. Pepper in a, in a, in a cup. But I love love me a Hydro Flask cup. Yeah. Keeps it nice and cool. All 23 flavors. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't forget one. Um, yeah. Well, if you don't mind, just to ra- we can just rattle off the two Liverpool games back to back here. Yeah. Um, let's start with our game that we had on Thursday against Luton. Um, total trap game. <laughs> like this was the game where it felt like if we lost it, it would be under like not, maybe maybe draw, but lost too. Like I would kind of understand it just because of how our injuries have been going, and you know. It's just one of those games against Luton where last time they came out and they were a really tough matchup for us, but they went up, Luton went up one, and I said, yep, it's going to happen because it happened within 12 (laughs) minutes, and that's kind of been our doom this season of just letting those those early goals go in, but, you know, we never give up. We always let the early ones go just so we can make an incredible comeback, and probably just stacking on this record right now of most points after being down. Off the top of my head, we got to be in the high 20s now in points because I remember a couple weeks ago they said Uh, it was like 22 points or something. So, And I feel like the last two victories (laughs) now we've come back. So that puts us in the high 20s. Um, Great effort by everyone in the second half of that game. Uh, You know, we did the thing where we turn it on for 10, 12 minutes, kind of like how City does, and just we we put them away. And to do that without some of our big names in there, um, it felt good. felt really good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it it definitely could have it, it could have went either way. This was I don't think ever going to be a draw. It was either like <laughs> Liverpool command this or Luton like yeah get the smash and grab sort of deal. Um, mm-hmm. And like I didn't get to watch it live, so I was just like checking updates throughout the the game and like saw Luton one up and I was like, uh oh, this this could be detrimental to the title race, right? Like it is one win, but like it's so tight up there that. I think everyone's kind of in this must-win territory right now. <laughs> I mean, we would have dropped a third uh, if we lost this game. It, exactly. So, and like, it, it's that easy to, to, you know, get knocked down. Um, but then, like, going back and watching the highlights, uh, Luton's goal, I think, is a little bit lucky. That deflection off of Kelleher is, like, pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, Liverpool still had to come back. And, yeah, it's like you said, they well, got two goals in two minutes and then, you know, added a, a third maybe ten minutes later. So. It was very patient. It was a patient game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of had to sit back and just wait for something to come. But Endo was tremendous. It is incredible how how 
awesome he has been when he's been in these games and to think he's 31 years old and in dominating some of the other midfielders that we'll get to shortly um it's a blessing to have him on the pitch and and the fact that he's staying healthy and we're able to kind of just keep rotating pieces around him and we're making things work um man he's going to be crucial to the end if now if he goes down mm. <laughs> i mean just it's another one right another one down another next yeah. ma- next man up type situation but he's he's the one that i would I don't know, be the most worried for him just because when we didn't have him while he was at the Asian Cup, that's when our back line wasn't like greatly organized. I mean, you know, he, he he's so scrappy. He'll fight for anything. Um, he doesn't care about scoring. He doesn't care about assisting. He wants to get in and, and get dirty. And I think he frustrates other teams a lot um, by doing that. So good to see the 4-1 victory here. Um, another Harvey goal. He's our, he's our mini Shakiri. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, he he has that knack to just kind of pop up right in the perfect position, and and more often than not, the goals he scores are like pretty nice too. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, with that said, let's let's jump to the Caribou Cup. Mm-hmm. This was a day. This was an event for me because I couldn't watch all of it because I I should have known I should have known this game was going to go into extra. I planned it yeah. to end right when I had to leave because I went to donate blood on Sunday mm. and we, we left right at the 95th minute or so <laughs> I had it I had it at BBC radio five on in the car I was doing everything I could to be right there with them um, and then I, I had to answer this questionnaire thing while I was in the lobby and I had Kristen with the stream on my phone and it was at a church and it was one of those sketchy websites where you go and find streams and then the stream went out and I said, don't click on anything because bad things can happen. And she didn't know what that meant. And then I showed her afterwards. I was like, this is what happens. And she was like, oh, thank God I didn't. Thank God I didn't do that. Um, but anyway, I was sitting in the chair, saw him go up 1-0. I didn't get to see the goal, but I actually pushed out a pint of blood in four minutes which they said is incredible. They said I was halfway done with two minutes in, and I said, "Really? I didn't believe them." They're like, "Oh yeah, you look like your blood's flowing." I was like, "You bet it is." <laughs> oh my god! So that was pretty incredible. Um, when she did burst it, like I still got my little—you probably see my little line of where it yeah. was. Uh, when she put the needle in my arm, uh, graphic information kind of exploded when she went in. And that's where I was like, "Oh man!" Like you're ready. <laughs> I'm pumped. Um, so just listening to the radio and even just watching updates on my phone, I still got pretty hyped, but so great. We won that game. Um, you know, the, the thing with Chelsea is, is a billion dollar squad on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of, I did. I kind of looked up who was on the pitch versus Liverpool. Chelsea had 472 million on the pitch and Liverpool had 323 million on the pitch to start the game. But yeah. it's not about where you start. It's where you finish. And we had, four or five teenagers on the pitch probably making i mean sub six figures probably right now easy um and they they kept liverpool in this game chelsea looked really good um near the end i think gallagher wants to take back that one-on-one moment and do that over and over and over again but when, when i watched that game it seemed like chelsea let those guys get um comfortable so I went back and when I got home, I watched it. I watched the entirety that I missed and they kind of, they never, they never like forced them to do anything stressful. And I think that made them comfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they got to kind of ease into it, right? Like if you're the opponent, you should, you know, okay, 
target the new kid. It's not sure. just, you know, their senior debut, but, like, it's in a cup final, so, like, nerves are already going to be higher. It would make sense to, like, really go at them, whether that's, you know, a hard challenge or just, like, really, you know, defending really close and, and uh, you know, keeping the pressure on them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was so weird to see, you know, the end of regular time, like you said, Chelsea was, like, Chelsea had the momentum there and was really pushing. I was nervous. And, and mm-hmm. you know, at that point, you know, it's it's the the kids are coming on, right? Like it's could easily have swung into to Chelsea's balance, and and um, you know they should have probably continued with that. And I don't know. Like I, I know Pochettino came out and said, "Oh, they just got tired," but it's like I don't know that that's a that's a, a weak excuse. excuse that's right? a weak like, excuse. Liverpool just played on Thursday. And I think Chelsea before was, you know, at the weekend. So they had like a whole week of of, of rest compared to um, Liverpool. So like, if you want to talk tiredness, Liverpool probably was just as tired, if not more. And they're missing, you know, a whole starting eleven. <laughs> and they took out our rising top midfielder thirty yeah. minutes in on a crunching ankle tackle, which I sh- can't believe no card was shown for. Um, yeah. You know, that, that Caicedo tackle, the, the commentator was saying, well, you know, it was accidental. I was like, yeah, every tackle is accidental. Like, yeah. no, no guy's going into an ankle on purpose. Very rarely someone's going into that on purpose. So I, I didn't understand why a card didn't come out there. Um, it's like, if you could do that and not get a card, like, what, what, now where's the limit? You know, where are we yeah. going with this now? So that was kind of I disturbing. Mean, like, not to, like, jump to other games, but there was, like, two other instances of that same sort of tackle this weekend, one being Harry Maguire on, um, who was it, Lukic or something mm-hmm. um, for Fulham, and then uh, Billy Gilmore did the mm-hmm. same tackle against uh, someone. Ever- uh, uh, who's on Someone Everton? on Everton, yeah. Um, but And Billy Gilmore got the red for it. So yeah. they were all very similar, very much that like ankle, top of the foot kind of step. Um, as maybe not like an egregious red like you could possibly see i think it is just it's reckless enough right where okay it it maybe won't be a a big injury causing challenge but you went in very recklessly and like very well could injure the other player in this so i think reds are fair for all those i don't know why it's like wavering now of I don't know. I don't know either, man. It, it is, a, <laughs> and and it, it took me a couple watches to kind of fully see it. At first, I was like, "Wow, easy red," and then the second time, I was like, "Well, mm-hmm. like their feet kind of got tangled, but at the same time, like Caicedo could have just not done that. He yeah. decided to go in there kind of recklessly, and and Gravenbach had the ball fine. He was dribbling with it, okay, and and he came in. I don't know, just. Too fast, too reckless, and and caused him to get out of the game. Like that's that's what's crazy is you you injured someone so bad with this reckless tackle, he's out of the game now, and you're no punishment. You're good. You're good. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So I don't know if it, I mean, just to have the other examples in the weekend. I don't know if it's like the refs decided that this kind of play is unless very clearly, you know, with malice behind it, it's fine. It's just a a football challenge sort of deal, but yeah, um, you know, I think you, you see in with Gravenberg is like it can cause them to have to leave the game, and um, you know, to 
for some of these to not even get any punishment is just mm-hmm. ridiculous. <laughs> well, from that moment on, we brought in Joe Gomez and we moved Bradley to right wing, which is just incredible that we can just be like, yep, you're going to play that position now. We're going to totally <laughs> shift over and, and replan what we uh, originally wanted to do. And, I mean, we kind of just neutralized that game. The virtual goal, the one that was disallowed, it was just like another moment of, I understand why it was called back. I do. Yeah. F- frustrated, of course, because it's like, I'm sure that happens so much on non uh, on non goals, but like teams still hold possession off of that. So it's still like, it still has some effect to it. And we just, we never really see that called. Um, Endo knew what he was doing. I wish he was on side cause it would have worked perfectly. Uh, yeah. he stopped Caldwell from running and mm-hmm. Caldwell gave up on that play so easy. That was incredible. I like, that's why I was like, I wish Endo was just a half step on side just to show like Chelsea defenders just didn't get, didn't even care to go through someone to get the ball. He yeah. hugged him and that was it. Yeah, and I mean it, it. You see that all the time. Like Arsenal players do it, but they, you know, jump back on side last second, which right. you know I get is a uh, is the part that I guess makes it fair. But it, it feels wrong to like have this be called when you see it so much, just not get called, whether they're on side or not. Or yeah, if it if it didn't doesn't end up as a goal, does that even get called? Probably not. But. No, I don't you think it, I don't think it gets called at all. If, if yeah. so, anyway, Virgil got it done later in the game. Top notch celebration. Um, it was a good day. Overall, good day. I was happy we got it. It wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world if we didn't. But the fact mm-hmm. that we we did, and just kind of add that extra like, try us yeah. again because now we got an FA Cup in three days to prepare for, which is just crazy Jeez. too. Um, yeah, we could do a quadruple this year, and it's that's that's pretty wild to think. Yeah, you know, it's I, I just I'm okay with with Chelsea losing, and they're like 1.2 billion dollars spent, still having nothing to show. <laughs> like it's it's just I get they don't have all the those players out there at at any one time, um, but I think you still just didn't spend that money wisely at all. <laughs> when Mudrick came on the pitch. I was nervous for about 10 seconds. I was like, man, this guy might run all over us. And then he didn't. Yeah. And I was like, you would think. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Against all these young guys, you, you just run over them. Um, shocking. He played so poorly in that, in that extra yeah. time. Yeah. I feel like he's maybe one of those kind of um, like confidence players. Um, the only issue being that when he was getting starts, he still wasn't really performing, and now he's kind of in the sub role. So he comes in and, you know, still doesn't really perform. And so I think he just can't really get it going, which, you know, might be what's holding him back. Or, you know, he came from what the Ukrainian league or the Russian league or something, um, which is just a completely different level of play compared to Premier League. So For you can. Sure light it up there and, and, you know, raise your price tag and get these big clubs after you like you did. But, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that will translate over to, to the big boy leagues. No, it has not, (laughs) not, not one bit for him. Um, so yeah, we saw, we saw 43 shots in that game too. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy. We're kind of firing away. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a fun stat. I just, you know, I wanted some goals earlier, but I'll take a, you know, 118th minute game winner from our captain. Well, look, if we know anything about 
Liverpool and Chelsea games more often than not at the draw. So this one just couldn't. <laughs> so. and, and I think now we're at 280 minutes without Chelsea scoring a goal uh, in the Caribou Cup final. Um, yeah, that's a big yeah. yikes. What, the past six they've lost, I think it was? I don't know. I, didn't uh, I think it's six, yeah. yeah Which is a pretty, so. pretty incredible stat. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's just it's just Chelsea these days. So. Well, that's my Liverpool happy weekend. And, uh, the, <laughs> I, I mean, we don't need to talk too much about Chelsea, but they should have they won that game. I think that's my overall yeah. feeling for it. Um, I mean, it, it feels like it, it, the club is just in such disarray where, you know, you you have all these young guys that are clearly a little bit um, maybe, like, mentally fragile at this point. Like, their careers have maybe not taken off as they would have expected making the move to Chelsea. And then I think same for Pochettino. He's, like, you know, came in and... and sees that Chelsea's spending money so he can kind of craft this team and build and like that's still not really clicking or working out so I think it's just a a, a whole club issue of not the right mentality and not really the right players or, or tactics or whatever and it just you're you're seeing the results of that <laughs> when when the fan told Enzo he was unlucky I saw some comments online saying, oh, that fan is like, you know, a piece of work for saying that to a player who just worked his butt off. But you could tell Enzo was so struck by that. Yeah. And it, like those words were like, they hit him. They hit him hard. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know. I, I feel a little bad for him. But at the same time, he did win a World Cup final and played much better in that than he did in this game. So, yeah, I mean, you know the fans are saying things all game yeah that too so like it it i get like maybe you maybe you know end of normal time you thought all right like we're gonna keep running through this team and we'll get the goal and win and you know it doesn't work out so okay yeah you feel disappointed how it the result went but you know i i does the fan need to say it maybe not but like that's just that's just footy, baby. Throw the banter out got there. And he got him. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> it stuck. It stuck good. He should have just not reacted. He should have just kept walking. Yeah. And it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have meant anything. That, that's or, all he had to or do. Or smiled. Or been like, dude, I'm rich. Yeah. Like, look at you. Yeah. Like, anything, right? Right? Like, <laughs> not the, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come at you, but I'm not going yeah. to. <laughs> so stupid. So good. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm good with my talk. Uh, where do you want to head next? You want to head to Arsenal? Yeah, let's just bust out Arsenal. Start the show on a high, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it also got Liverpool connections in here with Karius making his Premier League re-debut. Which wasn't the worst. No. The scoreline um, doesn't help, but it wasn't the worst. No. No, I, I think um, certainly the first two goals were of no fault to him. Um, third and fourth. Maybe because I'm better. But, um, but I, I don't know if you heard during the game, but like the commentators were just really shitting on him, and like really had this like ass backwards view of his his time at Liverpool, his time in the Premier League. I think mostly shaped by the Champions League final, where he was more than likely concussed. <laughs> were you watching this on Peacock? 
Uh, yeah. Interesting, because when I was listening to it, it sounded pretty friendly. But I, you know, I can't say I'm listening to commentary. Like, it depends on the game. I don't know if I was listening to it that closely. I think I was multi-boxing. Oh no, this was the this was the afternoon game. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, mean, I, I might have been talking to Kristen too while watching the game, so I wasn't a hundred percent paying attention. I mean, a lot of it was like, um, kind of the like compliment sandwich sort of style of like, yeah, he's back, he's looking, you know, fit, but like when he was li- Liverpool, he was always very shaky, yada yada yada. And Which, I was like, I don't remember him being that wasn't bad. Shaky, uh, shaky. So yeah. Yeah, so I went and just like looked at his his stats with Liverpool in uh, 2017 18. Oh, deep dive. Yeah, so I mean, I just did Premier League games. So um, he started 19 games. Um, granted, some of this will include you know a good Liverpool defense to help him, but he got 10 clean sheets. He had 30 saves with a save percentage of 73.3 percent, and only allowed 14 goals. So like. <laughs> so what are they talking about? Yeah, like I, I don't really feel like the need to stick up for the guy, but at the same time, like I didn't remember him being bad at any mo- moment. Like, if you want to highlight the Champions League final, okay, but like he was more than likely concussed through all of that, so <laughs> that's just a different beast. You can't really judge him on that. And, and it's Real Madrid, like yeah, same in so, the final. Um, yeah, interesting. That's shame on them for not doing the research you just did and all what. A minute. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just search his name and go to that year, and, you know, it's all there. So, um, but I don't know. Maybe that was a little bit of just trying to play up the dramatics on the, the day of, you know, it's it's not Pope and it's not um, Dubrovka now. It's third choice keeper, right? Like, but like I said earlier, first two goals, clearly not his fault. Great save on the, on yeah. the, the Bobman goal. Yeah, yeah. Gabriel's header, like, Strong header, but like, Carius is there. He he's got that saved, and then you know, unfortunately, it just gets kind of bobbled around. And they should have all gotten out of the way, and he probably would have got it. Yeah, they kind of screwed themselves over there by everyone trying to rush it. Um, but yeah, that header was strong, and that was a great save. But the Havertz goal, the Havertz run, the Martinelli yeah. big touch and crossing that in—that was impressive. I couldn't believe he got to that ball uh, in time to save it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one was really close, but um, I think it's like Newcastle defense was just so, I don't know, like, no one followed Kai in there. They just kind of let him run, um, and then it, you see like Trippier notice at the last second that like, oh, he's just wide open, center of the box, and like tries to run over, but it's, you know, too late at that point. Um, you know, great for Arsenal, but like Newcastle was just, they couldn't do anything for like the first 30 minutes, I'd say. They'd... they'd stuck in their half and um you know i guess credit to arsenal's press for re- really being that suffocating mm-hmm. press that you know arteta wants and um yeah it basically looked like it threw newcastle off their entire game i was surprised dan burns wasn't in this game i kind of understand why they did it but then looking back i was like he has height maybe not the pace yeah. but it's not like he's gonna be he's, that's, not, that's not his game is to keep up with yeah. the fast wingers he he plays around his own style. I mean, he's six foot six. He's a huge guy. And as soon as he gets into the game, what does he do? Makes a goal line clearance, uh, <laughs> makes it a great assist. It's like, yeah, okay. So new, I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand what Newcastle's uh, philosophy was with that one. Yeah, I'm thinking they were just trying to match speed with with Saka. With uh, I think Livermento was on yeah. that side. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I think Dan Byrne, just his his size and like he's not slow by any means either. Um, I think is enough to kind of be able to put Sokka off a little bit, and I think he just has more experience than Livermento, so um, probably would have been the smarter move, I think. But uh, or at least a, a earlier sub for that, because you know you go down two pretty early on, and you know even. Even though I think Arsenal could have had more goals in that first half, it looked like, you know, that it was Arsenal control the whole time. Newcastle never really got too much going in there. So I was kind of surprised to not see a bigger change at halftime um, of personnel from, from Newcastle. But, yeah, um, it's a great game. Fun to watch. <laughs> Is that now? Uh I think we we were right. You guys got six, and then five, and then four. All mm-hmm. in. So now you're due for three next, mm-hmm. and then hopefully we get to the two and one shortly after. Um, three nil against Sheffield. I think that's doable. Yeah, it sounds okay. I'd be okay with that. Two against Brentford, and then What's one that? against Chelsea. We're getting a little too low because City comes right after. That, oh, so. it does. Oh no. <laughs> So maybe maybe we like save a goal or two from Sheffield and yeah. move it down towards like the city game and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well your scoring um, has been has been pretty nice. Your goal differential now is uh you're top now, right? Uh yeah, they're on thirty plus thirty nine, Liverpool at plus thirty eight, City plus thirty three. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Um you know, I, I think some of this was fortunate to hit teams at a time where they were in just terrible form like West Ham um, but that helps the goal differential and as of right now if there was going to be a season that came down to it it looks like it could be this one <laughs> uh, that'll just be so wild if that's what we're going to yeah. three teams at the top and that's what we're going to come down to come Yeesh. on come on yeah, yeah um, oh Sokka's goal though I I need that guy to cut inside, and and here he does it, and he actually gets a shot off. And um, again, I think it was a little bit bad defending because oh, dude, that yeah, cruises through people. But <laughs> I couldn't you know. believe it. I couldn't believe we made it through all those bodies. Yeah, it, it it. I think Newcastle's just their defense was just off their game, really. Um, but yeah, good to watch. I th- I think having Jorginho in there. Jorginho or Thomas Partey, I think, are almost the key to kind of unlocking this team to be what they can be. Because mm-hmm. um, they just provide so many of those, like, line-breaking passes, and they'll take, like, the risky pass, but, like, it'll actually come off and just allow that, like, creativity to start from deeper um, than, like, Odegaard can stay up higher and... and uh, I mean, just, like, that those long balls into, like, Martinelli... They they catch teams off guard, even though you know that's that's his game is to get onto that ball and run run past you. And uh, so many teams just like can't handle that, or don't have enough follow up to you know then protect the middle. Mm. Um, so yeah, I like seeing him in there. Um, just need Thomas Partey to like come back, be healthy, and and see if he can step in there because Jorginho I don't think is really cut out for the full ninety at this point. Um, I would have liked to see him get subbed off with the other guys at like the 64th minute, whatever it was. Um, Cause I think then uh, 
maybe could have preserved the clean sheet, but you know, if it had to be a guy, Arsenal Academy product, <laughs> Joe Willick, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, party's coming back. It says beginning of March, mm-hmm. so that'll be a pretty big addition. That's you know, I think in March we're going to see a lot of players coming back. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see all these. Excuse me, returners, uh, Mbumo, Sala Nunez. I mean, the list the list is big right now. Yeah. Um, I feel like this has been a season where we're just seeing a lot of big names go down, and and uh, we don't want that for at least the top half when there is a season to be won. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's only going to get tighter and, and just stay that top three is just going to be – Everyone's like I said in must-win territory already. <laughs> like you screw up once, and then you're like banking on the other teams messing up, and that's just never a good position. Who you, would you rather be? Like, what position do you want to be in right now? Are you happy with being in third today? Um, I think third's okay today. Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I yeah, I think as much as they all feel pressure, I think Liverpool probably feels the most, just since they're currently number one and have the lead. Um, yeah. But again, like I, I would still say like City and Arsenal wouldn't necessarily feel like that much less pressure. Like they know if they slip up, it's potentially over for the the title chance, right? Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I, I I think third's cool right now. I, I, only because it, maybe in their head it's like third is a little bit removed from you know the top two pressure. But I mean, on points you're you're still right there. So you're you're still in that pressure cooker that is top three this season. Yeah, I I, I like the third position honestly because it. Yes, if you mess up, you you might be screwed. But at the same time, not a lot of teams are looking down at you, right? Everyone's kind of looking yeah. up. And, you know, City's the last team to drop points. Um, Liverpool, with all their injuries and everything, there's a lot of pressure on them to keep winning. Um, and, and, you know, thank goodness for Chelsea getting that draw a couple of weeks ago because that was a... Yeah. A beautiful thing for us to even just have that point, just that point ahead is enough right now. But I, I yeah. do think, I do think City is going to feel some pressure too. If one more team can take any type of point off of them, it'll it'll change a lot of things because that gives op- that gives uh, Arsenal an opportunity to jump them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, only scoring one against Bournemouth this weekend was kind of kind of a surprise. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're just, they're certainly not on their A game at the moment, I would say. Like, from front to back, it, it feels a little, uh, maybe not like disjointed, but just not the, that, like, lethal city we're going to go on a 20-game winning streak to take the title from you. <laughs> they can. They can do that, right? Mm-hmm. They can do that with this team. But, yes, I agree with you. I haven't... They don't look as terrifying, right? It's not a haul and yeah. goal scoring machine where it's like every time he touches the ball, like he's gonna like bounce off of you and just keep sprinting towards goal. Um, you know, their goal this weekend was a, a rebound. 
And yeah. like, <laughs> okay, like I get it. Yeah. That you sc- a goal is a goal, but at the same time, well, I saw a lot of other build-up plays this weekend scoring nice goals uh, yeah. against much better teams than Bournemouth. So, you know. And even then, you know, it, it looked like Bournemouth was starting to put a lot of pressure on the city defense throughout the game. So, okay, yeah, your defense held on and, and kept the clean sheet in the win, but you're not really controlling the game, I think, as much as City used to, whereas, like, you know, City used to just pass teams to death, and they would just not get a chance on the ball. But this season, you're, I think you're seeing a lot more that mm-hmm. they kind of either purposefully or, or other teams are just getting wise to it and losing that control. Um, and then, yeah, I think Holland is maybe in a little bit of a, a poor form dip right now like yeah, compared to, to his standards you know um he, peaks. He, only has, he has three goals since you know the start of the year um and that's over one of six matches or something like that so he's certainly not not lighting it up like he we know he can mm-hmm. um and i think he's just missing a lot of the chances that normally he would be making um he's trying to do too much I think that might be it. Like, I think he he wants to be that goal machine and and is maybe now overthinking it a little bit and um, you know not just kind of letting the goals come to him like like last season. You know, Kevin De Bruyne just feeds him a ball and you know placed perfectly, just hit it in. And um, you know, this season he didn't have De Bruyne the whole time, but I think still he's he's maybe trying to take on too much. Maybe because De Bruyne was out, he was like. I gotta be the one to do it, and now mm-hmm. just uh, I don't know. He's burnt out a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I think he's trying to be too acrobatic, too flashy, mm-hmm. instead of like just slotting the balls in. Uh, yeah. I mean, you saw that one. I think it was in Champions League where he tried to. Hit. It should have been a, a nice header, and he like decided to jump yeah. five feet up in the air and try to scissor kick it. It's like that was unnecessary, <laughs> like really unnecessary. Yeah. Yet you still went for it. So I don't know. That's that's kind of. City is going to be there. We all know that. Oh, yeah. But this is the year, I think, that pressure is on them more than ever just because there's two teams now right next to them. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe there's less pressure on, on Liverpool and Arsenal uh, just because I this is, you know, the headlines I are all about City. A little bit. Like, it's all about City. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think City probably still holds probably the majority of the pressure because, I mean, yeah, they've been the team and, you know, just won the treble and all this. And, you know, Arsenal, I think, probably loses some of the pressure because, you know, they, they led for so much of last season and then it didn't work out. So people are just kind of almost already writing them off as like, it'll happen again and maybe it will. I don't know. And then I think Liverpool's like almost maybe not like flown under the radar, but like running a little like incognito right now of like, <laughs> they're like under this umbrella of like Klopp's leaving at the end of the season. And like, everyone's kind of forgetting about their actual play. <laughs> Don't forget. We're really good. Don't yeah. forget about that. <laughs> like even we're bringing on the kids now and we're still winning, you know, like, um, so I don't know. I, I, it would be interesting to hear, you know, players from each, each club, if how the pressure feels this season and, um, I don't know. Well, I, I'm excited to see how it ends. You know, ideally with City in third, but you know, we'll see. 
uh, interesting stat for you. But take out our Arsenal loss um, in February. We haven't scored less than three goals since December 26th in an EPL game. Dang. So, despite... You guys are cooking, too. So, despite not having, like, you know, our big names at forwards, we're still finding ways to get goals. Um, It's been, you know, an assortment of them from Nunez and Jota and Gakpo. And, I mean, if you look at the the top five of our goal scorers this year, it's pretty incredible how many assists and goals we all have contributed to. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, good on them. Good Good on Diaz, too. The dude is taking, I think, too many dribbles right now. I think we need to pass a little so. bit more, um, but he's shooting a lot. He had like ten shots in that game on on Sunday, so I I, I like the confidence in him. And his dad is going to all the games too, which is cool to see. So I'm sure that's an extra little boost. Uh, but anyway, I'm backtracking back to Liverpool just because I <laughs> I have to. Um, all right, next game on the list, Chad, because we're just going in the spicy order. Uh, yeah. Man, you and Fulham. Look. If it takes Man U losing this game for them to get a win next weekend against City, everything will be right in the world. <laughs> we just need to make Bruno really mad, really mad, so he yeah. takes it out on City because he was pretty mad. This, this could game. have been it. This could have been it. You know, he was he was he was pretty upset at the end. You know, game was already over, but he was upset with the ref for some reason. And um, yeah, I mean. Man, you just did did not look good. At no, all. <laughs> it looked so bad. They got so lucky on the Maguire rebound, yeah. which was borderline offside. And and Oof. if we go back and look at that again, I wanted them to look at Scott McTominay more because when Bruno shot it, he was in front of the keeper, and he looked kind yeah. of offside to me. And Vision impairment, you know, if you're in yeah. the way of him and you're offside, that gets called. And they, I don't know why that wasn't talked about. Uh, I, you know, we should probably look at it again. I might go look at it right after this just to double check. Um, yeah. But it didn't matter. Just Fulham, they pulled it out anyway. Two great goals in this game, by the way, from yeah. from um, Calvin Bassey and Iwobi. Uh, the Iwobi finish fooled me. Fooled me, yeah. Chad. I, I'm not even kidding. I... I laid back and I was like, ah, oh, like, and no, Christian was like, no, they scored. I was like, what? And the, the sound threw me off the way the ball ricocheted off the post or they it hit the camera and bounced back. It just didn't look natural. It didn't look like a natural goal. Um, but then I saw Onana looking really sad and I was like, oh yeah. Okay. That was a goal. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, you know, Fulham, I think looks pretty good the whole time. Just, I think their like final third decisions were, lacking <laughs> like always yeah. Um, yeah and then you know okay yeah they they go up the goal with, with bassy and um you know great goal to not really flub his first attempt but didn't get a great hit on it and then yeah you know really strikes through mm. it um and then i thought of course you know mcguire scores this united team has gotten so lucky with like picking up points in games they should not and I was I was getting disappointed, but then I mean, yeah, the Fulham just hits him with that counter. Well, Triore really hits him on that counter and just cuts through the team. Dude, what was Maguire I mean, thinking? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he probably just saw Triore and he was like, I, "I'm too tired for this," you know. Well, he tried to like take him one on one at the half line. It's like, dude, dude should have been tracking back as soon as that ball was touched to him. He says. I'm going. I'm, I'm going all the yeah. way back to my goal. Instead, he tried to take him on, and then watching him try to catch up to him was, <laughs> you know, yeah, not great. But yeah, great placement from Awobi. You know, Onana 
was like already guessing the far post. Mm-hmm. And he totally shifted. Yeah, all of his uh, weight. We love to see it. It, it. Just not next week. Next week, United, turn it up, bro. Just get you a know? point. Just get a point. Something. Yeah. One point. Anything will help. That's on the third. What day is that? That's the Sunday. What time is that game at? Oh man, I might have, um, might have made plans. But Seven thirty a.m. for me. Oh, we're golden. So yeah, you should be good. Must watch. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bruno. I don't know if you saw. He got tackled mid-game, and he was rolling around. I, I looked at Chris. I was like, Bruno doesn't look good right now. I was like, you might have to sub him out if this is real. And then he got back up. Like what? <laughs> Ten seconds later, I was like, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hate that guy so much. Yeah, you know, I I feel like he hasn't been as effective with all his little complaining and play mm-hmm. acting and stuff this season. So I think maybe refs have kind of caught on to, you know, that part of his game. Um, but he he does need to find a way to contribute more in in the attack and everything. Like, um, I didn't look, but I don't think he's scored much if at all it's been a while united he has, this season i guess three goals this season yeah that's that's not a great return for him three so, goals five assists yeah um i mean I, I don't know if i can just look up last year real quick to see um yeah last year premier league eight goals eight assists so i guess he's sort of on track but i feel like he was like such a bigger presence on the field yeah um you know, last year, and I mean, you go back another year, he had 10 goals, 6 assists, and the year before, is 18 goals, 12 assists, so like, mm-hmm. he used to kind of be that hub of creativity and goals to some extent, and I don't, either Ten Hog uh, tactics are just not really suiting him, or you know, United itself has just been kind of shitty, so. <laughs> I think the Hoyland uh missing piece in this game was important because he's been so on top of it but you know i think they the more they can build that connection fernandez and hoyland i think it could be obviously better for both of them right but i don't think that's happened yet hoyland's goals have been kind of self-made uh yeah he's just finding nice little pockets and just blasting the ball through or or making really good runs and it's getting um passed from his center backs or or you know it's not it's not build up play around the box right and finding an open guy at the last second like the martinelli Havertz. it was i haven't that i haven't really seen anything like that from hoyland yet it's just been a lot of get the ball and just rocket it which hey fair play that's how that's how you want to score do it um but that's not going to get bruno involved as much and i wonder if that's making him a little upset because Bruno I think does have an ego and I do I do think he likes his stats um yeah he's not getting them this year he's 15th in our fantasy league right now and uh yeah, I think he used to be one of the big ones I think, like... yeah top five last year probably mm-hmm. and uh you know we had people in our league saying Bruno's gonna run the league again and now <laughs> you might drop him yeah <laughs> yeah but uh I don't know. Good to see United lose. Love it. It's about time. They had a nice run. Yeah. Had a nice run. Yeah. They, it looked like they were starting to click, and then they just brought back down to earth. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right. What else we got on our list here? Oh, Brighton Everton. Uh, pretty dull game, honestly. Yeah. No Matoma, which is always a bummer. 
Um, I thought Pickford played really good. You know, they just got freaking lucky at the end there. The Billy Gilmore tackle we talked about was awful. Um, yeah, I think Brighton's pretty stoked to get out of there with a point as Everton is, you yeah. know, this could have been a big, big three points for them. Yeah, I mean, Everton just, they really got to get Calvert-Lewin scoring. Like, he had a few opportunities, um, you know, to, he picks up the ball kind of right in front of goal and sends it wide or just, like, completely misses the ball. And whether it's him or uh, who else they have, um, do they have, do they have Beto or is he somewhere else? Uh. No, he's Palace, right? Yeah. Well, McNeil McNeil plays up front with him too. Decore is up there, um, but they they rolled out a single striker in this game. Yeah, um, I don't know. They just got to start finding the goals. Like, yeah, the Branthwaite goal was was great. Like, ball comes down to him almost like unexpectedly and just you know strikes it with with some good power. Um, but really, this was not a a one point win for for. Everton. It was like a five-point win because they got four points back. Has that been has so, that been a, a, a official? Is that true? Because I know I it was kind of so. okay. I mean, it's it's reflected on you know the EPL table when you look it up now. Oh, it happened because I looked when I when I saw the announcement. I looked and it wasn't there yet. Mm, yeah. Are you sure? Yes. It's not on who yeah. sc- is it on who scored? I don't think it's on who scored yet. I, I don't know about who scored, but um, yeah, when they were showing the table earlier today. I mean, at least through um, um, oh, NBC, yeah. Peacock, and stuff, it, it was updated. So, you know, good for them to, to get a little bit more separation from relegation. Uh, but I think they still will need to find some level of positive form here to, sure. to make sure they survive. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Moving up to 15th is a big deal for them. Yeah. I wonder if they have some, like, I don't know, relief. They're just like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I don't, I mean, probably a little bit, but I th- think the, the like, other um, possible points deduction that, like, in, has Nottingham Forest involved, too, I think that's still up in the air. Hmm. I don't know if that'll be decided this season or not. Um, so, you know, not really in the clear yet, I'd say, but... Yeah, you know, I did take a point away at Brighton. I guess it's a pretty good day for Everton. So. Yeah, that's not bad. And um, Tarkowski had five blocks this game, which puts him at 56 on the season, which, Chad, he could do it. He could break his own record again. <laughs> Twelve games left. Uh, I don't have the exact number that he had last year, but I believe it was in the 70s. 70s or 80s that guy had yeah that sounds about right um, he was a blocking machine last year was crazy but i mean he's they're racking up now and if you look at our if you look at our fantasy league no one's in the 40s okay no one's even in the deep 30s yet <laughs> how does this man do it and then there's tarkowski <laughs> there's tarkowski with almost 60 <laughs> yeah i don't know i and i feel like when i not that I watch him a lot, but when I do watch Everton games, I don't feel like I see him blocking off yeah, the shot. Right, that's what I'm saying too. It doesn't. I, where are they getting these numbers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no Matoma though. That's a bummer. That yeah. guy needs to find a way to get healthy because that team is quite different when he's out there. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Villa and Forest. 
This game is over quick. Yeah, over quick. Um, you know, it looked like Forrest maybe could have mounted a comeback, but I think it just wasn't really ever on the cards to to come back. Yeah, but uh, you know, Ollie Watkins continues his revenge tour. <laughs> I tip my cap. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're we're gonna eat our words again. We're talking about West Ham, so. <laughs> hey man, no, I don't know. Eat our words with West Ham. We said, I mean, West Ham's the way more fun game. I really want to let's knock this yeah. out really quick. The the uh, Irigi uh, pass to Gibbs White was tremendous. That was probably the highlight for Forrest in this game. But every Forrest loss for me is another chance for Matt Turner to get back on the pitch. So True. I'm okay with this score line. Ollie Watkins, I'm okay with you scoring. He didn't even get that many points this week, so not a huge deal. Okay. Um, the Louise goals were nice. Uh, I'm glad too Bailey. Easy. Too easy. Wide open, right at the face yeah. of goal. Um, you know, Villa's kind of finding a little bit of a little bit of momentum now. They go play Luton next, so if they can handle Luton, um, you know, they're still there. They're, it's crazy they're only, what, eight points down from top of the table, too? And, like, yeah. we're not even – we don't even care about them. No. Not even a little bit. <laughs> they're in, like, a different league at this point. For sure. But, I mean, yeah, really, they're right there. <laughs> and, like, I remember – I think, did Arsenal ever go down eight points near the end of the season? Probably. And they were, like – it was yeah. probably close to that, right? It's like there's, I think, there's still yeah. a chance. <laughs> no one's saying that about Villa. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, they're they're definitely finding their form again. Um, I think if their defense was just a little bit sloppy in this game to allow those two goals from yeah. Forrest, and you see uh, Emery just like yelling at at, at his bench, and and uh, oh God, I forgot how we say his name. Dean, Luca Dean. Oh, Luca Dean. I yeah, think. he's just on the bench, like wide-eyed. Like, I'm on the bench. Like, I, don't I know didn't. Why you I didn't realize that was him. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Part so I don't know. I think Emery came out after, and they asked him about it, and he said, like, "Oh, I was just talking tactics with them about like what I want <laughs> to see out there on the field," and it's like, did not look that way. <laughs> yeah, we need some lip readers on that one. Yeah. Um. All right, should we jump to West Ham? Yeah, we might as well. Paqueta is the glue. <sighs> Chad, we said it months ago. <laughs> we said it, but then I started to doubt it. Like, this one guy cannot be the one to hold this team together. And here he is, makes his return. And all of a sudden, everything is... is it's West Ham that we knew before. Scoring goals, creating... In this one game, they match their scoring from, I guess we'll go February 17th all the way to December 28th. They had four <laughs> goals in between there without Paqueta. Now, did Paquette, was Paqueta, uh, you know, I want to say the difference maker in this game? Maybe not, but was his presence enough to allow Jared Bowen to get his first ever hat trick in the Premier League? I'll buy that. I'll for sure buy yeah. that. What a I mean, difference. Look, we, we were, you know, he talked about Bowen too going on this like little cold patch and Paquette returns and he's back to proving us wrong. <laughs> it was, it was last week. I don't know if we did it on air when we, when we were recording say, this is the, the Bowen we expected. And then all of a sudden yeah. he's like, yeah, F you guys. Uh, <laughs> he had 16 braces before this game, which is pretty 
Dang. Pretty incredible too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, and now he finally got his hat trick, which are all very nice goals, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and then uh, Emerson's goal too. My favorite thing in the world, maybe maybe top five in the world, <laughs> is when a crowd chants shoot, mm-hmm. and you just get to load up and rip it. And so many times we see it fail. But, yeah. but when it hits, oh, it feels good. It feels so good. Yeah. That was, that I was, mean, yeah. That was one of those, like, picture-perfect ones. with Yeah, the crowd chanting. And, <laughs> you know, he hits it with, with good power. So, like, it, it didn't look like it, you know, shouldn't have gone in or, or you know, keeper could have got to it. There was just... Once he hit that ball, it was... It's already in the back of the net, just... Add the point, you know. Yep, yep. <laughs> Kudus looked good on that right side again. I think that's his home. That's where he needs to yeah. be. Paqueta back on the left. JWP in the middle. Bowen up top. Yeah, I'm back on that hammer train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean they. I think they handled Brentford really well up until Brentford got uh, what their their second goal. Um, kind of late on, then it. It looked like the West Ham defense just kind of lost their structure, lost the, the mm-hmm. focus maybe. Because, um, you know, it, it, Brentford kind of ended maybe on the front foot, but uh, their shooting just was not good. Couldn't really well find the goal. But. And Ben Mee's out now too. So no Pinnock, no Mee. Did he go out injured? I, I didn't yeah. see that. He, part, tr- but... he tried to play through it. He couldn't. Um, yeah, boy. This team's in desperate time right now with that back line because the other guy that got Nico Collins, he's pretty rough too. Yeah. And if that's your, your next guy up, it's not looking the prettiest. Yeah. Um, not great. Certainly. I mean, they were already kind of shaky this year anyway in defense and, you know, now you're missing some heavy hitters back there. So, I don't know. I mean, for to 16th, 25 points, 5 points clear relegation right now. It's close. It's getting really close to relegation for them. Too close for comfort, I'm sure. They just, they. I mean, they almost have to maybe go to just outscore the opponent route. And, you know, once Mbumo gets back, got Tony back, just keep feeding them, let them score as many points, and hope they, they score more than the other team can. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, it's... I guess at this point you're hoping Forrest gets a point deduction too, right? And then there's a big, yeah, there's true. a there's a big gap, a five point gap from anyone at the bottom there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't want to see the bees go. I've been a fan. No. Yeah, it just been really unlucky. Yeah, you know it's uh, been a, just a strange season for them. You know, not mm-hmm. no Tony for half of it, and then just kind of like. They were kind of stabilizing for a while, and then just you know, I think losing Mbuma was was a big miss, and and uh, yeah, I don't know that defense just isn't as put together as it was last season, and I think they can survive. They just gotta just gotta find a fight and and a way to do it. <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Palace and Burnley, Chad. Uh, new era for Crystal. Mm-hmm. First clean sheet in God knows how long for them. It was against a Burnley team that was 
down and struggling. So I'm not too shocked mm. that they got this this victory. Um, just kind of surprised. We saw three, and they were all pretty nice goals too. Yeah, I, I think probably good for them to do it without um, Eze or Elise. For sure. Before it was like without one or both of them, that just nothing was happening. So, yeah, new manager, new manager bounce. You know, little uh, extra motivation to. I mean, look, they're in thirteenth right now. They got to get up to twelfth to to stay with their mm-hmm. with their their lovely preferred spot. Unless they want <laughs> but, to uh, break their own record. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Probably the the easiest intro they could have in this new era against Burnley, and you know, especially one that is now down to ten men for most of the game. Um, yeah, it, I, just, I don't really have much more to say about Palace. They just they're there. <laughs> so I I find their coach to be kind of interesting. He he came from Frankfurt, mm-hmm. um. And it seemed like he was pretty successful over there. So I, I don't know why he didn't get a job at the start of this year. It's kind of just doing a little Google search, Google search on him. So I, I wonder if he was always waiting in the wings at Palace. And they told him, like, hey, man, this is Roy's last year. And then Roy just happened to go down. They're like, get in here, kid. Yeah, um, yeah I'm curious to see how he does with them. I mean, not a bad start so far, right? Oh, I dr- yeah. four, uh, What do you got? Four out of five points. Yeah. Um, I guess four out of six points to start the his tenureship at at Palace. So there are much worse ways to start your season there, and they don't win much. So yeah. So I mean, yeah. I think kind of seven. Keep a little bit of an eye on them just to mm-hmm. see what they're like. You know, we, we they had a uh, Patrick Vieira at um, coaching last season, and he couldn't really get things together. So then that's crazy. That was a year know, ago. Roy came back, and I wouldn't say that he really got things going either, but, you know, he, I think, at least found a way to kind of mm-hmm. stabilize them a little bit more yep. um, until this season. But, well, new time for him. Let's see. Got 12 games to show it. Yeah. All right, then last chat, we got Wolves and Sheffield. Um, I, I expected Wolves to score a little bit more here. Uh-huh. I'm kind of surprised. They played that great, you know, just, yeah, I, for me, and I don't watch a lot of Wolves, but I think Neto on the left just wasn't it. Yeah. I, I get, like, you're maybe doing that to, to get Sarabia in there, but it just, I don't know, it didn't look like Neto could get onto the ball as much as he normally would, and then when he was on the ball, it he just didn't seem as threatening on that side. Hmm. Yeah, what did they do last time? So they they ran uh, they ran that same front three out for Tottenham. Um, really? Yeah. Then they had Brentford week prior. They had Neto up top, Cunha on the left, Sarabia on the right. But I, I do know what you're what you're recalling here. When Neto plays on the right, um, it it did seem like things were flowing. But I want to see who's playing on the left with him. So they have Cunha play out on the left. So it mm. looks like they just swapped him a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think Neto should be versatile enough to do it, but sure. I, I think maybe maybe he just prefers the right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like all the 
the times where you see the highlights of him and you know when he's getting his assist to playing and stuff it's coming from that right side yeah, right so almost always it just i think he probably feels better on that side um yeah i, I think you know wolves are maybe a little bit lucky to get away with the win here i think sheffield had some decent opportunities but just could not get any of their shots right basically mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, did you see the um, the Sheffield players? Oh yeah, what was that? I can't. I was like, are they going to get a card for this? That was, like, that was the crazy thing too. Is like VAR was checking it for violent conduct. I was like, can you imagine you get a red card for something against your own teammate? Like, <laughs> I think I've seen what? it. I think I've seen it happen once somewhere, like in the in the European football world, where a ref has carded own teammates before. But I was like, I did not expect that. Yeah. Uh, and that type of blow up, I don't know. It definitely felt out of proportion. I wasn't really sure yeah. why. Like I understand frustrations. I understand you're the worst team in the league. I get all that stuff. But in that specific, I was like, this is where we're gonna have our fight. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? mean. Yeah, it. I, I don't know how like the players and and manager really take that. If it's like. Mm-hmm. Is it a, a bad sign that like things are getting really uneasy now, or is it just you know they they are trying to um, expect more from each other? And you know I, I think it came up a little bit after the goal, maybe, um, or after a good opportunity from Wolves or something. Um, so may, maybe they're just you know trying to hold each other to a higher standard and 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 push each other. But you know it, I think you can do that without than having to get a little physical, right? Got, so, a little, got a little head, buddy. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, maybe not a, a great sign for the Sheffield mentality, but, I mean, you're you're already relegated basically anyway. So. That, that locker room is probably so broken. <laughs> yeah, I think they're all just waiting until next season, back in the championship, just get through it. <laughs> it's crazy Burnley has the same amount of points as them, too, and I feel like those are two... I don't know, drastically different levels of teams, which maybe Burnley at this point has had a tougher schedule, but I feel like Burnley has been, you know, not an, not a hard matchup, but at least, like, I see some, <laughs> I don't know, uh, some urgency out of them at times. With Sheffield, the games that I've caught, it's like, easy win for everyone. Come get your yeah, points. I mean, I mean, look, yeah, they're, you know, negative 44 on goal differential. Like, <sighs> they're, they're le- leading the way in that, which... Uh, you know, heading towards I think what the um, the record I think it was fifty five or something. Um, I forget what it, what it is now, but I mean, if you're gonna go out big, might as well set a record on the way, and you know, <laughs> you can uh, at least have your name on that if you really want to. But uh, yeah. I was looking up worst goal differentials mm. in the EPL. Norwich had it, but I don't think I can open this document, so I, I might need to send this to you. Uh, Norwich achieved what remains the highest finish ever by Premier League team to end the season. Oh, with a negative goal. That's not what we want. Uh, uh, dang, I don't know. I'm have to do a little bit more digging on this one. Yeah, I think it was like 55 was the record. Because when they were like letting in, I think they did like the back-to-back five nil defeats um 
all the talk started of like <laughs> how bad is this team and how bad could it get and I, I think 55 was was the current record for worst goal differential so interesting yeah. okay yeah we'll have to find that out because that's a that's a terrible stat to own and i want to know who <laughs> who owns it because uh you know stats are made to be broken yeah yeah but like you said it, it is surprising that burnley is level on points um i mean they they've certainly uh let in less goals so i guess maybe that it kind of aids how we feel about them of being like a little bit better team but slightly uh, you know it just those two i think are nailed on to to go down luton maybe we got a little too ahead of ourselves on them i don't know i uh, still believe i still believe a yeah, little. i want to believe they can get through it i think it, it, especially if forest do get some point de- deduction i think luton will make it through um i hope so I don't want to just see all three come up and go I back down. I want at least one, Give me one. one to stay up here. You know, Stick with us. Yeah, Be a part of it. 2007-2008, uh, Derby and Norwich, both last place teams in the Premier League that season, negative mm-hmm. 69 and negative 61. Ooh, okay. So Okay. Sheffield's got a little, little space in there. A little space. They, got, they, they could it, maybe... <laughs> If they play, if they when do you guys play them next? Uh, Two weeks? It was next week. No, uh, next Monday. <laughs> so I could, I don't know, man. That could dent it a little. <laughs> yeah, if it's uh, you know, another, we'll Seven. be nice and say four goals, and oh. then you know, you're at minus forty-eight. <sighs> forty-eight with with eleven games left. Eleven games, you gotta hang on to. 20 goals basically <laughs> yeah you can't you can't lose two nil the rest of the way you got to score at least one you can't lose by two the rest of the way that's for every game yeah. yeah wow it's possible it's possible all right chad we we did it here we got through all our games um shall we go through our weekly awards of course it's pretty good ones here um i'll start with team Mm-hmm. Uh, shout outs for Liverpool another comeback victory 4-1 uh, not my top pick but again trap game for us didn't have our whole team was a bit worried uh, shout outs for Arsenal coming in there and getting the job done too impressive mm-hmm. victory uh, shout outs for West Ham for finally scoring some freaking goals and, and showing us the team that you could be all thanks to Paqueta um, <laughs> But the team, for me, it's got to be Fulham. They dominated for 99% of that game. They had a rebound goal go in that potentially could have been offside, and they scored a game winner. Uh, can't, can't beat that for me, especially when you're playing a Man U team that was on a pretty good run. They, uh, I think they won their last four, so they broke their streak, and Fulham hadn't won a game in a week I or two. And was Oh, I'm trying to remember what the commentators were saying, but it was maybe Fulham's first ever away win at Old Trafford. Wow. Yeah, that I sounds right. That sounds right. It was right. either that or it's like, you know, been 20 something years since they did mm. it at, in one of those, but um still, you know, a, a big win for them. Um they get my uh award as well here. Oh hell but, yeah. Um, I, I it's just it's too too easy, you know, like you go in here, you you make United look like fools, come away with the win. It's gotta be. Anytime a bottom team can beat a 
a big name like that, yeah. Mm, yeah. stick it to him. <laughs> Especially when it's United. <laughs> for sure. It's the best part. All right, what do you got for a uh, player? Um, player, well, um, I mean, I, I'm going to say Bowen is my, my pick. But, yeah. you know, I'll Nominees. hand out the flowers to a few others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Leon Bailey, you know, I think he's he's kind of finding his, his form again. He got a little quiet there, kind of when Villa got quiet. Um, got one goal, one assist on the day. Uh, McAllister was big in that comeback. Um, two assists to do that. So big shout-outs there. Um, King Kai Havertz, mm. one goal, one assist. Probably should have had two goals at the start of that second half, but... You know, still Havertz. He still has an interesting touch and control sometimes. <laughs> well, I'm going to give it to the keepers uh, this week. I, Jose saw finally getting a clean sheet. His stats That's look true. nice. Um, and then Johnstone in, in uh, Crystal Palace. I mean, gosh, when's the last time we saw a Palace clean sheet? Hang on. Let's walk through the list here. Give me two seconds. It was... Uh, Oh, man, Chad, we're doing a deep dive. Uh, November 4th against Burnley. So that's how long it's been. Well played. New era. I know. I was like, when's the last time Anderson had a clean sheet on here? And it's finally, finally. But yeah, Bowen, nice hattie, nice goals all around. Mm -hmm. Uh, He makes my goal nomination, too. Uh, his first one I really liked. I, again, all of them were great, but I really liked his first one, Rocket. Um, shout out to Chris Richards. Palace getting yeah. a nice little diving header. Loving our American boys. Uh, the soccer goal was sick just because I can't believe it threaded through all these people. Um, <laughs> Brathright with a thump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Impressive. Uh, and then the Awobi goal. I think that's going to be the one out of the Fulham game just because of the composure yeah. he had. And, like, I don't know, he, he always – he's never really been known for his finishing in, in dire situations. Yeah. For So, for him to hit that, um, that was nice. But my, my top one is Everson just because, again, top five favorite things in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, before today's game, I was probably going to say Sokka's goal was my pick. But mm. then, you know, Emerson comes out and just bangs it like that. I think – Especially when it's you know a defender doing that, it, it, it always feels a little bit even more special. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he gets it, but um, you know, pretty much had all the same other goals. Nothing like, not a whole lot of diversity in, in yeah good goals this week. We're, so. we're pretty uh, set in our agreement here. It's not always usually the case, but pretty easy to do when we're able to focus in on those games. All right, but meme of the week, Chad. Oof. Got some good ones in here. Um, I'm going. I'm scrolling up because last week was a little dry. Yeah. But this week, man, we got straight into it. Uh, let's start with the Messi chipping the ball over the injured uh, defender. MLS is back. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this feels fake. This feels fake. Um, how bad do you want him to score? If he would have scored, don't even run the like mls goal of the season competition like that is it it is in it is done <laughs> i wanted it bad i really did yeah i um, mean it's just the disrespect to do that but like <laughs> i think if, if that was any other player doing it to you 
the guy on the ground may, maybe got upset, but like when you see his messy, you're like, all right, fair play. And he did it so <laughs> cleanly. It was like the perfect boop over him. And I, I, I wonder. I mean, of course, Messi knew what he was doing, but I wonder because Messi's just in that part of his career now, right? Mm-hmm. He's probably not giving any any shit about what anyone thinks or what he's doing. I wonder if he saw that person on the ground and said, yeah, I'm going to dribble over them. Or like, <laughs> it just happened to be like that. Like, it was just in the moment and he needed to do this thing. But I feel like he saw it and he's like, yeah, watch this. I did it. Yeah, I think it was maybe a little bit of like, he wanted to cut that way because then if he's going to shoot, it's on his left foot. Mm. But then I think he then sees the opportunity to do that and he's like, I could dribble a little bit further. <laughs> This would be super cool and add it to my career highlights. Um, yeah, that was cool. We got a Harry Kane's apparent statue somewhere in storage. Yeah, what's um, up with that? Apparently, it, it's it's molded of him like on the bench, though, which hmm. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I feel like if you are getting a statue for a striker, it should be in some sort of striking or like uh at least a celebration you know stance <laughs> yeah he always does like a, an under fist pump thing i think yeah, too. Yeah. So. He's, he's, yeah so uh don't think that'll ever find a home i wouldn't think you know it's uh maybe it will i don't know <laughs> it's a weird statue to have it's, it's a weird one <laughs> Um, the Lego man was pretty awesome. So did you see the whole, uh, context behind this one? No. Because initially I just saw the Lego man and I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, so Legia Warsaw, um, UEFA banned their supporter section, um, for some number of games for, I don't know, whatever reason. And they had put up a, uh, a banner, the first game that they couldn't sit there and just said, like, you win this time, uh, UEFA or something. And then this game, which I don't know if it was the same game or the next game after, um, they clearly, like, brought the banner into, like, the main casual, you know, fan section. And that's why they got the surprise. (laughs) So they're, you know, passing the banter around even between fans and and you know government body right <laughs> it's crazy dude the passion the, the passion um the tackle on kaka chad oh who wait who is this i show speed guy. you don't you don't know about this guy no i don't know dude he's ridiculous he's 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 in, he just he, like he's he's like was a youtuber but he'd always he's just one of the obnoxious ones huge uh, ronaldo fan he's like met ronaldo it's very cringy uh, but so he gets invited to all these like charity events. He actually went to, he was at the world cup and he was making fun of, again, very cringe, not yeah. someone I want would ever want to be associated with. And yeah. to see this happen on Kaka, I wanted to die because can you imagine Kaka being like, this dude could have broke my leg. And yeah. like, I don't even know who he, like, who is, who are you? Like, uh, why yeah. did, why did you do this? Um, yeah, makes no sense. Just- it, it, I mean, it's it pointless tackle to make in, you know, what this is like a charity match or whatever. Anyway, yeah. like, you know, it's, uh, you know, without knowing too much about him, you know, he sounds like just a reactionary 
kind of YouTuber, I guess. So like, that's probably in his mind of like, let me make this crazy tackle. It was like, it's just a prank. Call. It's just a prank. That's yeah. like the vibe that he gives yeah. off. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, Yikes. Kakal looked at him like he was like, what? Like, what yeah. just happened? Um, yeah, shocking. So, um, the sh- um, oh, gr- granite. Yep. Pulls out the the faked injury celebration. Did you think it was fake at first? <laughs> he let it go on for quite a while. He did. He did. So I understand the I mean, concern. Yeah, it it looked. I don't know if I bought it right away because it it almost seemed like a little bit too sudden of like a switch from you know running to like ooh grabbing my leg, but then he kept going. I was like, well, I don't know, maybe. Maybe he was already feeling something, and that last little sprint to celebrate like did it. And um, then now he cranks that baby back up, and he's going. And and Jobby's on the sidelines, like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it was good to see him kind of laugh at it too. I was like, okay, that's yeah. that's the type of locker room they have. Because I imagine uh, Enchilotti or or someone else would have not been happy about that. Yeah, probably would have subbed him out right away. But yeah, um, yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> Uh, the Emory one we just spoke about flipping out, uh, and then the last one on here we had the unlucky fan to to Enzo, but the one that you posted, the uh, Real Madrid asking for for the reschedule on Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. Who wins that battle? Biggest team in the world or biggest so, artist in the world? I mean, I think Taylor probably wins it, yeah. only because. Madrid benefits from her having a, a, another sold-out show, right? Like, she has one sold-out show, and I think she wants to add one the night before, which I think conflicts too closely to Real Madrid's last home game. I think that's that's the issue. Um, so if I'm Madrid, I'm like, I don't know what cut they take of the tickets, but a sold-out, whatever, 60, 80,000-seat stadium, whatever they got, it's still a nice chunk of change, so sure. if you can have that happen twice instead of just once, uh, I think you're gonna concede everything you can and and you know get the uh, get La Liga to move their game up or or whatever they're trying to really do with it. But yeah, I wonder how that's gonna work. It looks like the game starts at 6 p.m. Mm. Um, but all games on the last day start at the same time, right? Because you need to have oh yeah yeah that, that formality of of Unless they just, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it would even work to like hire more um, workers or whatever to, to, you know, quickly set up the stage after that game, <laughs> yeah, like right. a, a quicker turnaround. But well, um, no, Real Madrid might be champions. It's true. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's say they are champions. Still do the quick turnaround. Taylor just brings out the whole team to celebrate, skip the trophy lifts, you know, right after the game, just do it at the concert. Yeah. You know, when she puts the hat on someone, just make it like, yeah, uh, Vinicius <laughs> up there. And like, that's your trophy. It's the trophy and a hat. That'd be awesome. Boom. There you go. We solved it. Luca Bodrick is like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Could happen. That'd be wild. I wonder if they could make that happen. They got to find a way. They got to find yeah. a way to do it. Tandem with Taylor Swift. You can't go wrong. Heck yeah. Win the Liga, win Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right, Chad. I think we nailed it here. Certainly. 
Uh, fun games this upcoming weekend. Manchester mm-hmm. Derby. Can't wait for it. I think that's pretty much the main one we all want to watch. Um, yeah. Anything else I think should get the job done. I will be eyeing West Ham to just see if it's a fluke or not against Everton. Because yeah. um, now Everton needs to get their stuff in order too. we got to see a Tottenham coming back. So. Yeah. We got yeah, some, I think some good ones. Beyond that, I'd, I'll be kind of keeping an eye on that Luton-Villa game. Just, again, kind of see if Villa's really back in form or if that looting away mm-hmm. um you know small stadium crowded vibe just takes over and, and looting can kind of get back on their game yep hopefully but yep we'll see time will tell all right chad put that it's bedtime so hooligans pitch episode 63 is in the books good night Peace. Peace.